everybody. Hello, this is Coach Luke. Welcome to All Things Basketball Podcast, Episode 3. How's everybody doing out there in basketball world? I know the basketball guards are shining down on us for this great episode today, and I'm glad to have you with me today. The episode name is One Big Mess. That's the name of this episode, One Big Mess. And um, when I talk about One Big Mess, you know what I'm talking about. The Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers. Teron Lou, I had mentioned that Teron Lou was the shoe-in for the job. He has since, as of yesterday, declined the offer. The money was right, but... But I, I don't really think the money was right because Teron Lu is a coach that comes with a championship pedigree. So they basically was giving him a three-year deal for $18 million. Now, that's the going rate for an NBA coach. Most NBA coaches make that $6 million. So I don't know. I mean, I think Teron Lu really wanted to get back into the coaching situation, and so he didn't really look at, you know, his credentials, so to speak, and he um, was going to take the actual minimum as a coach. But he declined the offer at the last minute. And from what I'm hearing, he declined the offer because of Kurt and Linda Rambis. Now, I had mentioned that Linda Rambis was um, a, a big um, mover and shaker in the Laker building, but I wasn't so sure in episode one. But now it's coming out that she is, her and her husband, Kurt. Now, Kurt Rambis, as you know, he played with Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Byron Scott. They've won championships and what have you. He's also coached. He's coached uh, as an assistant with the Lakers, and he um, was the head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. But I want to mention one thing about Kurt Rambis. If you notice, I never said he was a good coach. Why I never said he was a good coach? Because he has the the worst record all time of any head coach in the history of the NBA. Does that mean he doesn't know the game? I'm not saying he doesn't know the game. But the proof is in the pudding. He has the worst record of any coach that ever coached in the NBA. But, hey, I mean, the Bus family really bestows a lot of confidence in Kurt Rambis and as well, Linda Rambis. Well, I know they've been close to the Bus family for forever. But um, and and the Bus family, from what I hear, considers them family. Well, I have a lot of close, close friends that I grew up with, also that that I consider family, and I trust their opinion to the heart. So you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, I'm just baffled that how Kurt and Linda Rambis are are really. Uh, in in the ends of of the decision making, I mean, when when the late great Jerry Buss was living, and I'm going to go back a little bit, you know, to the to the Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant riff, um, everybody wanted him to trade one or the other, either trade Kobe or trade Shaquille O'Neal, but what Jerry Buss did was he took all of the information. And everybody in the Laker office was pushing for him to trade one of those guys. He did not do it at the time that they wanted him to do it. As a result, that team won two more championships 
before he traded Shaquille O'Neal to the Miami Heat. So uh, what I'm getting at is that when you're sitting at the top and you're making these decisions, um, you have to take in everything, but then at the same time, make the decision and live with it. One of the things that I'm doing here at All Things Basketball uh, with, with the staff that I have, I'm learning that the hard way that you have to listen to everybody with an open and keen ear, listen to great ideas. But at the end of the day, Coach Luke has to make that decision. I have to make that decision, good or bad, and then I have to live with it. All right? So here we go. Teron Luke declined the offer to be the Lakers coach. From what I'm hearing, um, the Bus family and Kurt and Linda Rambis wanted Teron Lou to make Jason Kidd his top assistant on the bench. Now, I think that's a little little funny because a guy like Teron Lou that comes with a championship pedigree, he should have the opportunity to put together his own staff in the way that he sees fit. He doesn't need um, um, the front office to tell him what he needs to do to, to, to assure him of getting the job. So I thought that was, that was a little funny right there. And, you know, I know Jason Kidd, he's a Hall of Fame um, former player. But um, as far as coaching, he had two terrible tenures. He had a terrible tenure with the Brooklyn Nets. And then um, he was hired by the Milwaukee Bucks right after he left the Brooklyn Nets because um, his agent, longtime agent and confidant, got money and he bought the Milwaukee Bucks. As soon as he bought the Milwaukee Bucks, he hired Jason Kidd as his head coach. And that didn't go well. At the end, he wasn't speaking to his good friend and confidant and former agent, and he got fired got fired over there in Milwaukee. And so Jason Kidd hasn't really had a real good run as a coach. Does he know the game? Oh, man, his IQ is up the roof. But then again, I'm telling you, you got to be a leader of men. You got to be able to teach and develop that talent. And maybe he doesn't have the patience to do these things. So I understand, back to Teron Lou, I understand why Teron Lou declined. You know, because when you're a coach, you really want to put your brand on 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 the team and you want to build your own chemistry. You want to build your own um, team the way you see fit and you, you know, and, and, and become a winner because the Lakers haven't made the playoffs in six years. So it's not going to be an easy job for any coach that walks in there and, and, and you know, try to get the team on the right track. You know, but this is what I'm hearing. And so that's why we call in this um, episode three, One Big Mess, because I'm not used to seeing the Lakers have all of this indecision and, and, and um, one minute you have a coach, one minute you're pegging a coach to be the coach, and the next minute these coaches are declining like this. This is Tinseltown. Why wouldn't a coach want to, why wouldn't a coach want to coach the Lakers? You know, win or lose. Why would it's just a dream job? And so why why are all these coaches declining? 
it's it's something in the air over there. It's something in the air. And I really do think they need to revamp the front office because it's a trickle-down effect. It's a big trickle-down effect, you know? And so, you know, that's why we're calling this episode, Episode 3, One Big Mess. The Lakers are in a big, big mess. And, hey, you know, you can always change things around, but right now I'm, I'm not seeing it. Right now, I'm not seeing it. And a lot of people are talking about LeBron James. But I'm going to tell you, LeBron James and Maverick Carter from Clutch Sports, they're sitting back watching this. LeBron James is on vacation. He's just watching from afar. I know he was a little bit upset that the guy that brought him to the Los Angeles Lakers and knocked on his door and talked to him for six hours about why he should be a Laker, which is Magic Johnson, failed to give him a heads up or failed to even let him know, listen, I'm getting out of here. I'm out of here. I don't want to have anything to do with the team right now or anything to do with the front office. So, you know, I know he was a little miffed by that, and and rightly so. It's like anybody walking up to your door and wanting to sell you something. And when you, after you buy the merchandise, next thing you know, you don't even see the person. So I know that he was upset with that. But at the same time, LeBron James is just sitting back watching all of this unfold, watching it all unfold. You know, and the rumor about, um, you know, they want to trade LeBron, I, I, don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that because to get a guy of his magnitude, you really, really have to push hard and he's going to make you wait until he makes the decision. So those trade rumors, I think that's a little bogus. I don't buy it. I I, I mean, anybody can be traded. Anybody can be traded, but I just don't think that the Los Angeles Lakers are going to trade LeBron James. So, yeah, you know, it's just one big base, one big, um, you know, bad apple in, in Lakerland right now. And, oh, by the way, follow me at All Things Basketball Podcast. Follow me at All Things Basketball. Facebook, hit the email button. If you want good training, young women and young men, Follow me on All Things Basketball. Hit the email button. Leave your information. We have a lot of great coaches that work here, and we will get right back to you and put together some type of practice plan for you. And it's good to do it now. Why? Because then by September, October, we can have you somewhat further along in the progression of your basketball game. All right? And so let's keep it going. Let's get this party started. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing great. TGIF is Friday, everybody. But then again, some of us work on the weekends. I mean, I never stop working, so it is what it is. Okay? All right. Kevin Durant, there's an injury. Kevin Durant will not play game six tonight. Kevin Durant will not play in game six tonight in Houston. All right. And the thing that worries me about Kevin Durant is they're saying it's day to day. All right. And then when most teams say it's day to day, we don't even know about game seven. But I think Kevin Durant 
will play in game seven. He's that type of competitor. You know what I mean? He will play in game seven, but he definitely will miss tonight. He'll definitely miss tonight's game. He has a lower leg injury, and it's day-to-day. The doctors are looking at him, you know, every hour on the hour, seeing how he feels. But um, Coach Kerr has already ruled him out for game six. Man, playoffs, Denver, Portland, game seven in Denver, phenomenal. I felt and I told you guys that this series would go seven, and here we do. Here we are. We have it. We have a seven-game series, Denver and Portland in Denver. It's going to be a barn burner. Don't miss it. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful game. Damian Lillard was on fire. He was shooting from almost half court last night. He willed the whole situation. He willed it. You know what I'm saying? C.J. McCullough was excellent. You know what I mean? And so, you know, you're going to have, you know, the ebb and flows of that series. But now we're at game seven. Win or go home. And, and, you know, it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Philly-Toronto, another series that's going well. I told you Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris had to show up. They showed up last night. And, of course, Joel Embiid did what Joel Embiid does, perform at a high, high level. And now that series is tied up 3-3. And, you know, they're going back to Toronto for game seven. That's another thing. That's a great, great thing. You know what I mean? Kawhi, he played a good game. He didn't play a great game. He played a good game. And again, he needs a lot more help. He needs a whole lot more help. Kyle Lowry, I talked to you about Kyle Lowry. I just really think it's mental. I really, really do. And I saw him shoot a three-pointer, and he missed it. And when he was running back down court, he didn't put his head down, but he was looking at the floor. That means you're a defeated player. You're a defeated player when you're looking at the floor after you miss a shot. You're supposed to keep your head up. You're supposed to keep your confidence intact. And you're supposed to keep on playing as hard as you possibly can. But I really, like I said, Kyle Lowry, it's a mental, mental situation. But anyway, that series is going seven. Well, it's at the seventh game right now, and that game will be in Toronto. Wonderful, wonderful series. We got some wonderful basketball, people. We got some wonderful, wonderful basketball going on, you know? My pick for MVP, I don't have a pick. It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Giannis Antetokounmpo and, and, and James Harden. It's a toss-up. I don't know. I mean, hey, Coach Luke will tell you when he knows something, but I don't know. It actually depends on what you're looking for. It depends on what you're looking for and, and what you want to see in a player. You know, I don't have an MVP vote, but if I had one, I probably would give Giannis the edge. I probably would give Giannis the edge. And, and you know, I, I just feel like, you know, a lot of times in Milwaukee, you know, a lot of the guys disappear. But Giannis is that staple. He stays right there. And, you know, he, he'll, he'll carry you until you come out of those little mini slumps. 
Middleton, Eric Bledsoe. You know, he'll, he'll carry you until you guys, until those guys can come out of that slump. So that's the reason why I might be leaning towards Giannis. But, I mean, look at what James Harden did this year. He was breaking scoring records all across the board. You know what I mean? He was doing it at a high, high level. So, you know, you know that's a toss-up. It's apples and oranges. It means, you know, if you think James Harden, there's no argument. If you think Giannis, there's no argument. I mean, but for me, Coach Luke, it's a toss-up. I really don't know uh, the questions asked, but I really don't know which way they'll go with um, the MVP. But I tell you what, I pretty much know which way you should go for most improved. All right? And the guy that I feel should be most improved, he walked into the league, and in his second year in the league in Chicago, he won the MVP. That would be one, Derrick Rose. And I'm so, so proud that he played at a high level for the Minnesota Timberwolves this year. I mean, I was really worried about Derrick Rose at one point. He even came to my New York Knicks and showed glimpses, but he didn't show, you know, what we're used to from Derrick Rose, the high intensity, you know, the speed, you know, the, the drawing of fouls, the hang time on his, on his jumping ability. He really didn't show that when he's with the New York Knicks. And I basically was even saying, I don't know, I think the injuries have taken a toll because sometimes these injuries can take a toll on a player. And he's had so many horrific injuries that that could mess with your mental. I mean, not only your physical, but it could mess with your mental. You don't know going on the court, wow, am I going to get injured again? Am I going to get hurt again? Or are you going to give a maximum effort and just let it all hang out? So I didn't know whether Derrick Rose was going to return uh, um, at a high level. But this year, he played some basketball, people. He really played some basketball. And so my most improved player will go to Derrick Rose. I don't even see anybody else being close in that in that most improved um, area other than Derrick Rose. I mean, I would be shocked if someone else got the most improved player. I really would. I'd be shocked if someone else got the most improved player other than Derrick Rose. And is just a great guy. A great guy. Derrick Rose has always been quiet. He's never got in too many too much trouble. He had a little hiccup there, you know, uh a year or so ago. You know, and, and but you know, other than that, he's been a quiet participant and he's been a great professional and I'm proud and happy for him. I'm very happy for him. I don't know him but I, I mean he's he, he's just He's just had a great season. And so my most improved player is Derrick Rose. That's 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 who I think should get it, you know? Okay. All right. I'm opening up, you know, Instagram. And um, so come on with those questions. Come on with those questions. All right. All right. Wow, that's, that's a tough one. I think um, how can you... A young lady just, you know, hit me on Instagram and said, you know, when she gets the ball, she, 
you know, she's on a fast break and 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 she's always getting caught. Well, I, I really don't understand that, but I do know one thing. That's not the way you should think, young lady. You should think that once you get the ball, you're going to push that ball and you're going to make that layup and you're going to lead the pack down the floor. So the first thing Coach Luke will tell you is your thought process has to change. If you're a point guard, right, it says you're a point guard, your thought process has to change. When you get on the wing and a forward or center passes you the ball and you're on a fast break, you're supposed to push that ball with confidence. I don't care whether you hear footsteps behind you or not. You push that ball with confidence and say, listen, no one's going to stop me from getting to the rim. It's all about determination, young lady, and that's what you need to do. I'm also going to give you a little training tip because you know Coach Luke got to throw the training tips in. All right, there's a, a, a drill that we like to do at All Things Basketball. It's called perfection. Now, again, I would like it to be visual, but right now it's just audio. Now, perfection is a situation where the court is 90 feet. I need you to dribble from one rim to the other using only four dribbles. Now, what this does is it makes you run to the basketball. You're pushing the basketball in front of you, and you're running as fast as you can to catch up to the ball, and you're pushing it again, and you can only dribble the ball four times before you're at the other end of the court. Now, it's going to take a while for you to do this in four dribbles. But you keep practicing it and practicing it and practicing it. And eventually, you'll be running from one end of the court with four dribbles back down to the other end of the court with four dribbles. And once you get to that point, you start laying it up. It picks up your speed. It picks up your speed with the basketball in your hands. Okay? And I'm hoping, I wish you all the luck in the world. But the biggest thing, young lady, is to change your way of thinking when you're dribbling the basketball. All right, so let's get back into the episode three. That was a wonderful question. I hope I helped you in, in, in a good, positive way. You know what I mean? But it's mental, young lady. It's very, very, very mental. All right. Commitments. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Cassius Stanley, five-star recruit, going to Duke. Well, I already know that um, that's excellent because Matthew Hurt is also going to Duke. And Boogie Ellis is going to Duke. So it looks like old coach, coach Mike Krzyzewski is, 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 is reloading. You know, Zion, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, they leaving. And now you got Cassius Stanley, Matthew Hurt. And Boogie Ellis coming in. You know, this is what Duke does. They 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 keep it going. They keep it going. I happen to really believe Cassius Stanley is a one and done. And 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 Boogie Ellis could possibly be a one and done. I really haven't looked at Matthew Hurt that much. But from what I'm hearing, shoot, he might be a one and done. So Coach K at Duke, he, he you know, he gets those players. You know why? Because he's an excellent, excellent coach. 
He's an excellent coach. And these are the guys that get these type of players. My boy, Coach Kyle, over there in Kentucky, uh, they were used to complain about Coach Kyle in Kentucky getting the one-and-dones. And so I guess, you know, once you start talking about uh, Coach Kyle a little too much, he tries to get under that radar. But he's an excellent, excellent coach over there at Kentucky also. But he hasn't had, you know, I think it's 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 kind of veering over to Duke with the one-and-dones. But that's a great, great, great recruit, Cassius Stanley. That's an excellent recruit for Duke. And, you know, Duke will be in the running again. They'll be close to the title game. They'll be sniffing the title game. Or or, or, or they'll be in the Elite Eight. They'll be somewhere around there because they always are. They always are a great, great program. And they continue to be a great, great program. That's why a lot of young high school players want to go there. So that's that's a great um, recruit, Cassius Stanley. The kid is phenomenal. And, I mean, I'm going to tell you, he's very high energy. He kind of puts me in the the, the mindset of a, a young Russell Westbrook. A young Russell Westbrook, Cassius Stanley. I tell you, that's a great, great move for Duke. All right? And that's good. That's good. I mean, you know. All right. What disappointed me is, is Houston in the playoffs. We go to the state. Houston series. That was very, very disappointing. All right. It's three to two. And and I'm more disappointed in Houston. Because when Kevin Durant went out, it's like they took a deep breath. Well, hello, Houston. Before Kevin Durant went to Golden State, wasn't Golden State a championship team without Kevin Durant? Did you forget that? You must have because you put your guard down and you should have won the game, but you put your guard down and 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 you allowed Golden State to come right in there and handle business. You know, you had your opportunity. You had your opportunity, but you put your guard down. You know what I mean? And And that's alarming to me. That's very alarming to me. Houston's a much better team than that. Houston's a much better team than that. I don't know what happened with Chris Paul. I know Eric Gordon showed up. I know James Harden always shows up. But, I mean, you know, in the end of the game, at the end of the game, it was basically just Eric Gordon, you know. Um, You know, you could talk about the fouls and the calls, but I don't believe the officials can win or lose a game. All right. And a lot of people say, oh, Coach Luke, that's the coach in you. Well, no, there are ebb and flows in the basketball game where things start to happen. And when those things start to happen, that's the cause of a one point victory or a two point victory. It's not the it's not the officiating. All right, there's a turnover here or there. There's an offensive rebound here or there. There's a putback here or there. You know, hey, these are the things that happen that that uh, allow a team to lose in overtime or allow a team to, to win in overtime. It's not the officials. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. So in game one, Houston talked about the officiating. And now... 
after game five, they're talking about the officiating. You know, there comes a point where you got to just knuckle down and play the game of basketball and not worry about the officials. You understand what I'm saying? You cannot continue to worry about the officials when you got a lot of work at hand. You definitely can't. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm I'm reading something off the gram. Will Golden State resign DeMarcus Cousins? I don't know. That 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 well he's injured right now. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. When Boogie was in that in that lineup, they were tough to beat. So maybe the upstairs of the Golden State Warriors is looking at that and saying we gotta bring him back. But see, you also have a lot of uncertainty with the team. You know, I do believe Andre Iguodala will retire. I do believe Sean Livingston will leave. But even with those two contracts, that's not enough to keep Boogie Cousins in Golden State. You need more money than that. Some think that Clay Thompson will Go to the Lakers. I don't believe that. That was going on earlier in the season. But guess what? Not only, like I told you earlier, LeBron and Maverick Carter and those guys are looking at what's going on with the Lakers, but the whole league is looking at what's going on with the Lakers. Now, I know Michael Thompson, which is Clay Thompson's father, works for the Lakers. Color, color commentary, by the way. But he's also a former Laker. And he's also a championship player with the Lakers. And, you know, sometimes you do want to be closer to family and you do have an affinity to work with your dad at times. And so earlier in the season, we were hearing things about Clay Thompson um, going to the Los Angeles Lakers. But that's crickets right now. I haven't heard anybody talk about Clay Thompson or any other free agents going to the Lakers. The Lakers got to clean their house. They have to clean their house. And like I said, it's Tinseltown, but the Lakers got to clear their house. I mean, clean their house. I'm sorry about that. They definitely have to clean house and get some things in order, you know. But I haven't heard much about Klay Thompson going to the Lakers, and it kind of got off of the topic. The the question was, uh, is Golden State going to resign Boogie Cousins. Well, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But the reason why I'm saying I'm not sure, you got to take care of Clay Thompson. That's why I brought in Clay Thompson. You got to take care of Draymond Green. You know, these are staples that are in the organization. Boogie Cousins, as great as he is, he's not a staple. And here's the thing about Boogie Cousins right now. For the last three or four years, Boogie Cousins has been injury-prone. Now, he's great when he's on the floor, but he's an injury-prone player right now. And a lot of GMs and a lot of VPs in the league are look, are really looking at that. You know what I mean? The thing, thing about it is he went to several different teams to talk to several different teams, all right, before he even went to Golden State. So a lot of teams are looking at him right now and want to see him healthy, want to see if he can get through a full season, want to see if he can get through 
a whole thing, a whole um, series in the playoffs all the way up to the championship. They, they want to see these things instead of looking at you and saying, wow, man, this is such a great player, but he can't stay on the floor. That's a problem for teams. And you know that a guy can't stay on the floor. That's a problem for teams. So I'm not sure whether Golden State will resign Boogie Cousins. If I was Golden State, I would. I would. Every team needs a seven-foot center. I believe. So if I was Golden State and in Golden State's um, decision-making process, I really believe that, that, that they should sign him. But I don't know. They have to tend to a lot of their, their up-and-coming, you know, household names that have been there from the bottom to the top, and they're going to take care of them. They're going to take care of uh, Clay Thompson. They're going to take care of Draymond Green. They're going to take care of Steph Curry. I think Steph has one more year before he has to re-up or, or get a new contract. So they're going to take care of those guys before they really think about Boogie Cousins, okay? Will Boston start to move players? I think they will. If I know, or I don't quite know, uh, but I've watched from afar Danny Ainge and how he likes to move as a general manager. He never sits. He never sits. He learned from the great Red Arback. He played under the great Red Arback. And from what I understand, he used to go up to Red Arback's office and ask questions and pick his brain. And so now that he's the general manager, you know, he, he never sits. You know, he doesn't want to keep losing. He wants to get the Boston Celtics where everybody believes the Boston Celtics should be. And that's championships. He wants to get back there. And so I believe they're going to start moving some players. What players? I don't know. But I do believe they're going to move a few players and bring some other players in. Because the players that they have, I'm thinking that that's not going to get it done. That's just my thoughts. I don't think that the players and the team that they have is going to get it done. And then the other thing that I hear about the Boston Celtics, the nucleus of the Boston Celtics, not just Kyrie Irving, but these guys, they really don't like each other. This is what I'm hearing. These guys don't like each other. And I'm going to tell you something. Some people can say, oh, you don't have to like each other to, to, to become a champion, and win championships. Well, when people say that, you're only talking about one or two people. You know what I mean? I mean, the Lakers won with Shaq and Kobe, and they didn't get along. But that's only two people. Well, we, we're talking about Boston. We're talking about six or seven players that really don't like each other, don't like sharing space with each other, don't like being in the practice facility with each other. That's what we're talking about. That's more than two players. So when you have an atmosphere like that, it's hard also to really get a lot done on the basketball court. You got six to seven players that don't like sharing space with one another, let alone being in a locker room and laughing and joking and being happy around each other. 
it's not a good working atmosphere. Now, they have an excellent coach. Brad Stevens is an excellent coach. But maybe he can't galvanize these guys. Maybe that's the only thing that he can't do. You know? There's something there that maybe he can't do. And that can happen to any coach. That can happen to Coach Luke. That can happen to anybody. You know what I mean? So, you, you know, that's a, that's an issue with the Boston Celtics. So I really believe that Danny Ainge uh, 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 will move some players. And I hope a speedy recovery for Danny Ainge. I, from what I understand, he had a mild heart attack when the team was in Milwaukee. So a, a speedy recovery to, to general manager Ainge and, and hope all is well with him and his family, by the way. But yes, I think they're going to make some moves. He's going to make some moves with that Boston roster. Coming out of the Knicks front office. Wow, isn't this something? Kimball Walker is the front runner. Now the Knicks are in... in they're trying hard to get a, a veteran point guard right now. And while everybody, again, is talking about Kyrie Irving, the Knicks have made it. Now, Now, Kimber Walker can't call out the teams like I told you guys in episode two because of the, all of the collective bargaining agreements and everything. But a team can openly say who they're looking to get. And so from the front office of the New York Knicks, they're leaning more towards – Kimber Walker over Kyrie Irving. Why they're citing chemistry and team atmosphere. All right, now when you talk about chemistry, that's one thing. I really believe Kyrie Irving can deal and wine and dine with any chemistry or any system that you put together. All right, as well as Kimber Walker can do the same. This is the key. And what we were talking about, what Coach Luke was talking about in episode two, about demeanor, attitude, and, and all of these things, the Knicks cited chemistry and atmosphere. You know, chemistry and team atmosphere. Now, when you say team atmosphere, that means, again, everybody getting along. Not not everybody getting along, but having a great, great atmosphere as far as team concerned. You can do a lot of good when the team has a good atmosphere on them. You know, everybody's positive. Everybody's pushing each other. Everybody's trying to get better. So the New York Knicks have already, after Kimber Walker had made his statements maybe five days ago, the New York Knicks was smart enough to come out and say they're leaning more towards pitching something towards Kimball Walker as opposed to Kyrie Irving. So that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing, you know. The Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets are, are, are on the upswing. They have a great system. They have a great team. Um, you know, they made it to the playoffs. Um, they have a great coach, Kenny Atkinson. He's an excellent coach. You know, Kenny Axson is also uh, uh, um, from the same coaching tree as Coach Luke, coming from the great Gus Alfieri, great author, great um, Hall of Fame author, 
uh, Hall of Fame coach from from St. Anthony's High School. Uh, he also gave Coach Luca opportunity to learn the game and sit up under him and, and pick his brain about the game. So Kenny Atkinson is from the same, I'm proud to say he's from the same coaching tree as I am, you know, and he's an excellent, excellent coach. Will the question, hmm, will they make moves? I don't see the, I don't, you know, um, uh, that's the question on the Instagram. I don't see them uh, making that many moves. I think they have a great, great nucleus. You know, I don't see them making that many moves. Again, you know, this is a big, big free agent class. So, you know, I see them making a move at a max player, maybe one max player, maybe one max player. You know, you already have D'Angelo Russell. He's an all-star, even though, you know, D'Angelo Russell is in a little shaky water right now from customs at the airport. We'll get into that in another episode. But um, you already have one all-star. You got Spencer Didwitty, excellent guy off the bench. You have, you know, you, you know, you have a good nucleus. Joe Harris, you know, he can shoot. He, he can stretch the floor for you, you know. So you, you have a good team, you know what I'm saying? Karis LeVert, you know, you got young guys. You got young guys. You don't, for me, just my opinion, you don't want to shake up a young nucleus. And it looks like they get along. They're happy. They pull for each other. So you really, uh, you know, to answer that question, you, you, no, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't move anybody. What I would do is I would add to what I have. But as far as the Brooklyn Nets, I wouldn't move anybody. You know, that, that's just my thinking on it. I, I think, you know, you want to keep that nucleus together and let it grow. You know what I'm saying? Watch it mature. Watch them learn from, you know, losing this year. You know, uh, let that be in their mind so that when they come to training camp, they have something to shoot for. You know, they have something to go for. I mean, and, and, and you keep that young nucleus together. It's very, very important, people, to keep that nucleus together. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't move anybody from the Brooklyn Nets. I would just add players to the Brooklyn Nets, possibly one max deal. Okay, you know, listen. Follow me, All Things Basketball Podcast. Follow me. Hit me on um, Instagram. Let's get the comments. Hit the like button. Follow me all the way, man. You follow me, I follow you. I keep telling you that. All right? Download me. All right? Hit me on All Things All Things Basketball Facebook. All right? If you want training or if you want to talk about anything, hit the email button, All Things Basketball Facebook. All right, hit the like button, download me. This is what I'm talking about. We got to keep this stuff going. Comment section. The comment section is a little empty today, people. Let's go. Let's keep it going. This is a lot of great, great stuff. And 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 all things basketball podcast is here for you. As long as you're here for all things basketball podcast, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. Hit me up, man. Let's go. All right.
Yeah, so we we have a lot of things going on. Um, will 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 Kevin Durant's injury affect his free agency? No, no, not at all, not at all. This is Kevin Durant. Did you hear him when he talked to a reporter, and they were playing the Los Angeles Clippers, and he had a bad game? Or actually, Patrick Beverly was all over him. If he went to the bathroom, Patrick Beverly might have followed him. But uh, and he's a defensive monster. But Kevin Durant told a reporter, "You know who I am. You know my name. I'm Kevin Durant." <laughs> and so, and then he proceeded to go out there and hit forty, easy. So I mean, you know, no. No, not at all. Not at all. This injury won't do nothing to Kevin Durant's free agency. It won't do anything. It won't shake away any general managers or anything when it comes to Kevin Durant. He's going to be the top, top free agent of the lot. Everybody in the NBA will be shooting for his services. So this injury, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's it's a... a um, a really career-threatening injury. It really doesn't. He just came up gimp. Just came up a little gimp. But I don't think it's a career-threatening injury. All right? But I'm not a doctor. All right? So what I'm saying is, is we might hear something down the line that this injury might be a little worse than how it looks. You know? But from what I've seen... When I watch the game, I don't see, first of all, I don't see him not playing in game seven. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, no, to, to answer your question, no, I don't see this um, hindering Kevin Durant and his free agency pursuit. You know, I don't see it. And even with Golden State, they won't even look at this as nothing. They're going to try to keep him and give him the most money, which they can give him the most money. So, you know, I don't see Kevin Durant, um, this bothering Kevin Durant at all, at all. All right. Oh, okay. All right. So you think the Lakers should should throw the bank at Kobe Bryant. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. That's not... Hey, listen. Listen, that's a great question on Instagram. But I'll tell you what. Kobe Bryant... I, I kind of talked about it in episode two. The journey. Kobe Bryant. And then he played 20 years in the NBA. Kobe Bryant seems to be happy not playing basketball. Kobe Bryant seems to be happy traveling with his family. He seems to be happy uh, 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 directing uh, um, short films and doing other things. You know what I'm saying? He's, he seems to be happy with what he's doing. All right? But now, here's the thing. Basketball never leaves you. It never leaves you. It never leaves your system. It never leaves you. Let's just look at me. You know, I didn't play in the NBA, but I tell you what, basketball has never left me. Since the tender age of seven years old, basketball has never, ever left me. I still love it the same way I did when I was seven years old. So the game will never leave Kobe. 
And he'll always talk about it. You can always get great information because, of course, you know his IQ, his basketball IQ is out the roof. I do not believe that even if they gave him the whole bank, the person on Instagram, I don't, I, I, I don't believe Kobe will jump in to basketball in any high capacity, not general manager or any of those things. Well, you know, Rob Palenka is the general manager, and he's Kobe's longtime uh, agent. So I think that's the closest you're going to get <laughs> to Kobe Bryant, which is his agent, Rob Palenka, being in the Laker building. But I do not believe Kobe Bryant will will take any offer to um, be in anybody's front office. Not right now. Not right now, because he just retired. Now, when he gets all of the things that he wants to do out of his system, maybe six, seven years from now, Talk to me then, but not right now. I really don't believe Kobe Bryant wants it. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want the responsibility. There's a lot of sleepless nights with being a VP of operations of a basketball team. Heck, there's a whole lot of sleepless nights. And, you know, I don't think Kobe Bryant wants it. I really don't. I don't believe that he would, you know, I don't think there's any amount of money that would, make Kobe Bryant um, take a job with the Lakers. And hold up. By the way, Kobe is looking at this mess from afar, too. Everybody that pays attention to the Lakers is looking at this great big mess. And I tell you, the late great Jerry Buss is rolling around in his grave looking at this mess. I know it. It's just sad to see such a class organization go through these perils like this. It's just sad, you know, and, and, you know, I know a lot of people say, wow, coach Luke, you're constantly talking about the Lakers where everybody else is. All right. They're as far as sports is concerned, they're on the front page of every sport station and every sports paper. You know, there's a development happening with the Lakers Every other day. I mean, it's it's horrible. It's horrible. I never thought I'd see the day that the Lakers would be in this type of position. I never thought I'd see it today. Not at all. Not at all. It's just, it's surprising to me. You know, and then when the papers come, before I, I reach you guys on the air, and every time I get my itinerary or what we need to talk about, and I see the Lakers at the top of my, my worksheet, it's alarming. Because I remember the great teams, Jamal Wilkes, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Norm Nixon. That's right, Norm Nixon was in there too. All right, Byron Scott, Cooper Loop, Michael Cooper. I remember those great Laker teams. James Worthy, all right, Sam Perkins. Michael Thompson, Clay Thompson's father, like we said. I remember these great teams. And for the Lakers to have a team in such a ray, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. And I know for the NBA, it's sad. Because in order for the NBA to be successful, there's certain big markets that need to be successful. And L.A. is one of those markets. 
So, you know, it's a sad situation in Tinseltown only when it becomes to only when it pertains to the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? The Clippers are on the upswing again, but only when it pertains to the Lakers, it's just a sad, sad state of affairs, you know, and I don't know what else I need to say about that. You know what I mean? But again, all things basketball podcast, follow me, follow me. I'll follow you. Hit me up on the Instagram, all things basketball, Facebook, hit the email button, all things basketball. You know, that's that's what we're doing right here. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, follow me. Download me. You know what I'm saying? Hit the like button. All right? Let's keep it going, people. Let's keep it going. It's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep everything going. And, you know, this is the end of episode three. I'm glad you guys came again. Listen. You know, I hope uh, the young lady who... <laughs> feels that she can't get past people on the fast break or people are catching up to her. I hope my answer to her and the training method, the exercise I gave her is helpful. And uh, I'll see you guys on episode four. I'll see you for episode four. God bless and good night.